Thank you for listening to or watching the Upland Down Under podcast. Tonight's show is recording live on Thursday, the 21st of December at 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. I'm a day late and about $600 short after an expensive but very fun day and evening with the family yesterday. So on tonight's show, we're going to catch up on some crypto and upland market news as always. We'll check in on the neighborhood ratings for December, take a look at some of the stuff that's still ongoing related to the recent Miami City release, and of course, official upland end of year slash Christmas events and challenges. There's been some big sales numbers getting spruiked about the place, and the main topic for this evening will be outlining the massive prizes and other details for the final 2023 Upland Down Under podcast show for the year next week. We've also got quips on neighborhood collections, additional in real life value related to Upland and Upland Armageddon plans. Also got a bit of a mini spotlight on some of the epic creations coming out of the DTEX workshop metaventure. Don't forget that for one more week, we are offering the Samurai Slay for just 29,000 UPX or 25 USD, the Love Heart Jacuzzi for 12 USD. And we've got the full set of five Christmas spirals down at 90,000 UPX or 75 USD. That's all including fees. Remember, you have to DM me, Ben68, to reserve the set of spirals. All that more, of course, on this The Upland Down Under podcast. If you're wondering how you can take part in the live recordings of this podcast and have a chance at some of the extra prizes we do for the live participants, I drop the link to the Zoom every Wednesday night at about 7.15 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time in the MBA server. Link in the description. Bit of a caveat on that, though. As I mentioned last week, in 2024, I'll be looking to shake things up a bit, which will likely include some schedule changes, uh, days, times, all sorts of rebalancing, more details on all that when I can sit down and work it all out. All right, let's get into the Breaking Badly news and take a quick look at what's currently happening in some of the crypto and upland markets. I've got this ready before, and is it going to work? Yes, amazing. So, yes, we're just talking about crypto before we got kicked off here. Global crypto market cap still going up. 5.5% up from last week was 1.5 and change trillion now to 1.63. Very healthy indeed. Bitcoin dominance also up 1% to 52.6. Coins that I kind of look at, big standout there, Solana and Avalanche. Yum, yum, yum. Solana was $65.77, now $83.92, up 21%. Avalanche up just over 20% as well, was $35 and change last week, now $44 and change. Change Shiba Inu up a touch. Um, Polygon's the only one of mine there. Spoiling the party down 9.6%, was $0.85, cents, down to 78 this week. Everything else? Looking pretty good. Fear and Greed Index still hovering around the 73.74 mark. And that's about all we're going to cover for that. Upland stuff, 90-day average. Averages, transaction volume down 1%, still around the 30 million. Trading volume up 1.7%, was 1,704 last week, up to 1,734. Unique active wallets also down this week. Uh, 52,290 down from 53,540. And we've had about 5,500 properties minted through the week. Still a bit over 300,000 available cities. I didn't have a look at these. I just ripped them and patched them in. What's jumping out? Birmingham, big one, up 28.7% on the USD. Was 310 last week, just under $4 this week. Uh, Dallas, down 9.6% on the UPX and 6.9% on the USD and falling. Kansas up on the USD was 350, pushing away from the $3 floor there. Now just under four. Um, LA down on both at the $3 floor again. Although I think that might be one of DJ Shorts, isn't it? Might be one of his um, big red buttons. See what this one does things. Uh, Nashville, yeah, it's a bit all over the place. Oakland down on both. And I can't really see the end there. Where are we? Tokyo down also. Ah, where's the one I want to check? Miami. Up on the EPX was 10,800 just under last week up to 11,600. And down on the USD was 590 last week down to 570 this week. Worst opportunity to buy for UPX and sell for USD is Manhattan. Best one at the moment is Rio. Buy for four thousand, sell for three dollars. I'm pretty sure that four thousand one's probably a locked or jail property. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, on the flip side, of course, if you're buying for USD and selling for UPX, 
Manhattan's your spot, or LA's looking pretty good, and San Francisco as well. And that's all we'll cover for that. So that's the general market sentiment. Um, as I said, I'm going to split the crypto and upland stuff. Essentially, what has been like one big show is going to get split up next year into two shows. One will cover the, you know, the meat Metaverse news, meta, wider Metaverse news, crypto, NFTs, all that sort of stuff. And the other one, which will be this one, it will be just purely upland focused. But yeah, as I said, more details on that. Once I work out what the hell I'm going to do. All right. What are we up to? December neighborhood ratings. I always do that. I click off and then I realize I should have just stayed on that. Oh, well, we'll go back to there. And see, I haven't been keeping a close eye on this myself this week. What do we got here? LA downtown. Big move there. What's happened to Merced Manor? Merced Manor's dropped off a cliff. Mercer Manor was pushing out ahead of Midtown Terrace last week. They've taken a big drop there, down to fourth place. Downtown's pushed ahead of Midtown Terrace. Midtown Terrace just kind of sitting there. I'm still bailing out dozens and hundreds of map assets from Midtown Terrace to send to the global showrooms. Red Hooks had a big push. Quailwood, I'm surprised that it hasn't jumped up further. Maybe they're kind of slow and steady pushing for January. But um, what do we got? Another bit over a week. Downtown, hmm. out of the blue, nice. Unless Red Hook can make a bit of a move there. Might be headed to downtown. Now, one of these, was it you, Tony Son? Somebody slapped me through the week and said, nobody ever talks about Sherwood Forest. No, it was Wolf Warner. So Sherwood Forest, doing well in eighth spot. So good on you, Sherwood peeps, leading the Detroit crew. So, yes, interesting there, downtown, hmm. Wasn't expecting that one. All right. Now maybe somebody can chat with help me help me in this because I've been I've had the week off with the kids this week. So I haven't really been keeping my finger on the pulse of what's been going on with some of this stuff. But we did see the Miami burn mechanics come in. So this was um you had to what did you you had to buy some block explorers. There was the block explorer sale. It was only for the MetaVenture store owners. I completely forgot about that. I was gonna be all in on that, but I forgot about it. Uh, slept straight through, woke up at two hours or something after it had started and it was all sold out. So too hard basket for me. Needless to say, I didn't even bother looking into it any further than that. Uh, anybody go through the process of trying to burn? I did see a few people, um, I believe it was Cone Ninja and a few other people had done the burn and they're still waiting for what comes next. I've I've personally not done the burn, but I had um, I did buy like one of the first piece that you had to burn, and then the, as a metaventure owner, I was able to buy. I think I bought like four packages of the nice. second one, because mm. um, I figured as well. Like normally, the last times it was actually an opportunity to buy for a metaventure. It was not really worth it, I think. But this time, I think it was a bit more interesting to use the new mechanics. So I think it was a little bit more FOMO, maybe, and with the opportunity where people are going to mess up, um, there is maybe going to be a need for some additional ones. So I actually made a very good deal myself for 10 of these burner MetaVenture owner ones for like a, a property in, uh, in in Chelsea, I think in Manhattan. So that was quite a nice, uh, nice little trade I was able to do. Yeah, that's good. Chelsea, Manhattan, that's a neighborhood collection neighborhood, isn't it? It is, it is, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so if you're going to do that, there's... You haven't got much longer to go. It ends Friday, December 22nd. So, yeah, I am. How did you go? Did you end up selling any of those yourself? Like, no, as I still have within two. your MetaVenture? No, I actually, I, I think I sold the um, the first one. I think I sold via the MetaVenture, like the, the, um, the one of the three. And then the actual, like, what is it? Like the, the cheaper versions or the cheaper mm. bees. I'm actually just, I think I'm just going to keep two of them because to be honest, I don't know. Actually, there is not going to be any benefit of like the burner BE, which I kind of expected if you were kind of like sacrificing three block explorers to get one. And it's only like one out of 25. So it's not even that super, super rare. It's not like one out of five, mm. which is sometimes been the case. Then I would expect maybe that would be great to get. But now I'm like, well, if you're going to burn all these, 
uh, the the smaller ones, there are not going to be many of them left as well. So mm. what's really going to be rare, like the outcome or the building blocks of them? Yeah, it's kind of cool to introduce that mechanic and, you know, it kind of makes you stop and think, do you go, do you burn them and go for that rare one or do you take a gamble that everyone's going to burn it? Yeah, as you said. So, yeah, that's interesting at least. Nice. And they looked quite nice. I think they did a good job on the uh, on the artwork on most of them. Some of them are a bit to be discussed, but like, yeah, overall, I think they uh, they were quite nice. Yes, absolutely, I agree. Anybody else have a crack at the burning? No. Yeah, but overall, like I said last week when it popped up, I think it's it's good to see that mechanic. I'm sure they'll explore that further in the new year because you know it. Gives them the opportunity to sell more stuff as well. Got to keep the lights on the office, etc. All right. So what else is happening in Miami? We have the Uplandia crew, Miami Quests. Now, I think you've only got a couple of more days for this one as well. Where did I see before? Da, da, da. Was there an end date? I thought there was. Ah, yes. Players can begin. You have until Friday, December 22nd. So, yes, not long at all. So, um, again, these um, block explorers something different neony so if you're into uplanding um, get yourself over zoe hi. yes oh hey hey zoe hi fun fact the assets were actually designed by lily these were yeah i want to know and um i have actually already completed them and i am helping people with walkthroughs if necessary. So just thought I'd pop that in there and mention those tidbits. Oh, you're a bit of a superstar for that because you did the same thing with the, the samurai ones, wasn't it? The Japan release. Yeah. Hey, yes, on. I did. I did. Um, I'm usually one of the first ones to complete it, and then once I've got all the information, I can help everybody else. So. Mm. Very good. Let's and all get an asset. <laughs> from where to go, how long is that process to do all that? Um, for me, it took about three, four hours going through it the first time. Yep. But I have been able to get some players through it within a couple of hours, like nice. two hours thereabouts. Um, yeah. Because there's ways to streamline it once you know what you're doing. Yeah. Speedrunner. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's cool. All right. Well, yeah, hit up Zoe. I'm sure if you just go to Upland General and do a search for Zoe, you'll be able to find her. Yeah. If you need some assistance yeah. or some guidance or, you know, send you in the right direction. All right. So what else we got going on? We did have the Jingle All The Way sale. Now, this is another one I completely blanked on. Forgot all about this, which is just as well because I didn't go to bed till like 1 a.m. or something this morning. So a 3 a.m. alarm clock for this wouldn't have been very fun. Uh, by the time I did get up, around 6.30 or something like that, uh, she was all sold out for the UPX. There was still plenty there for the USD. I grabbed, I think it was the 1999 one myself and got a block explorer. I wasn't lucky to get a card. I got a block explorer. So I don't know. Anybody else get in this? The last time I checked, there were still swags of the USD ones just sitting there. Um, I wanted a micro home, but they were all sold out. Mm. So I splurged, even though I shouldn't have, and I got myself a townhouse one. Yep. I wound up with a closer mint oh, for nice. my sexual ornament, and mm. I scored the the sneaky doodle cart. Oh, jagged it. I know. It's the first one I've been able to be involved in in a while, and I I did all right. I'm pretty happy. Glad well I spent the money. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, I think it was in last week's show I was debating whether I was going to decorate my residence in Midtown Terrace. Um, I decided I was going to do that, so I went out over to my um, structure ornament showroom to find one. <laughs> There's like... There's 300 something crates on there. So I had to zoom in and try and find the one and you click on that to move it. And it's, of course it's, well, you can't move this one because it's on sale. And then rather than try and work out what the whole thing was, I, I just give up on it. But yeah, this one that I bought this morning was the small townhouse for my 
home resonance. So that's the one building decorated over there. So that puts me in at least one entry for the the Winterland Wonderland Ornament Challenge. So some extra blockies, plurals and stuff that you can win there. So um, aside from the the naming part that was all a bit hilarious, that got a bit kerfuddled, although LeBan's in chat, they did fix that up, LeBan. Um, yeah, what was it? It was the Gungigur bread. They fixed that up. Um, it is fixed in the UI, but it's not fixed up in the uh, – they can't fix it up on the blockchain side, of course. So there is a bit of legacy, bit of a legacy laugh there. But overall, I thought the quality of these was really, really good this year. I like them. Abila men got a cut too. Tony Sun bought four and four BEs. Ouch. Mesme. Hey, Mesme got a cut. Okay, so there's a bit of luck getting doled out. Yeah, I was just happy enough to get my townhouse one. And I just left it at that because I think it was, what was it? Yeah, it's 1999 or something. It's, I didn't really want to spend that USD, but oh well. Got to be part of it. I suppose. Yeah, I think that was the. Uh, I think that was with everyone. I think like the UPX just went like crazy, and then you just saw. I mean, still now it's it as well. It's just so many in USD left. It's uh, for me. It's still crazy that you you know that upline just considers them still equal. Oh, I mean, awesome. I guess they have to kind of do it. Like they have to say like it's twenty grand in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. But in reality, they know very well that it's kind of like they maybe may have made it like fifty percent reduction. Yep like 20k UPX and then $10, they might actually get some more sales because people think they get a deal. Um, but yeah. Somebody was talking about that in Upland General. I forget who brought that up. It might have been, was it um, oh, Happy MFR maybe? Apologies, I'm blanking on the name. But yeah, they brought that up this morning. And mm. it was interesting to read. But I mean, if Upland does that, what does that say about the the, the wider economy? That's... um. Yeah, but is it is it is it giving up or is it just reality? I mean, like yeah. uh, if, if a company starts to sell, I don't know, any kind of toys, and they put it at a hundred dollars, but nobody yeah. buys them, at some point they have to be realistic, right? Yep. So, I mean, we'll we'll get a we'll get a pure sense of you know Upland's value versus market value with the Sparklet once it does come, because yep. I was still personally very surprised with the Sparklet uh, with the Spark sale this week that it actually sold out. Um, yeah, so yeah, people yeah. are surprisingly still willing to pay literally four sixty to six hundred dollars a spark, mm. um, which is surprising to me. And to be honest, I'm a I'm a big spark holder, as you know. I mean, I'm 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 laughing my, <laughs> I'm laughing hard, and I'm I'm getting maybe even cautiously optimistic about like when it does come to sparklet time, mm. that if people are willing to pay these kind of amounts, that maybe the floor is not as low as some people are speculating, even myself. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I bought Spark um, for, I haven't bought Spark for, I don't know, months and months and months. Yeah, but mm. I bought a little bit just to round myself off to get to 30 for the, you know, you always have these goals for the year. I, I'm pretty sure, I forgot to go back and double check, but I'm pretty sure one of my goals would have been to round off to 30 Spark. So there's probably mm. a bit of that going on. People wanted to, or maybe a lot of upgrading before the end of the year. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. There was an interesting conversation in Upland General this morning about that. So, yeah. They, they also nixed, um, nixed treasure hunting, which was most people's mm. primary way of getting sparks. So if you take one of the major avenues for acquiring it away and only leave the purchase option, yep. you're going to get all those hunters that, never used to have to put money in mm. they're all like are we going to be able to get spark at all anymore like and mm. this is the first sale in quite a while as well very good point some greasy <laughs> um you know sense to their madness methods to their madness almost yeah i think that i mean i don't think that will really have impacted any of the treasure hunters because i mean you can still hunt and i mean i'm, I'm i've become a very lazy treasure hunter um so i'm going to like the when it is max fee i kind of stop because ubx wise it doesn't it doesn't make much sense anymore yeah but it used to max it out every single day for quite a long time um you can still do that now you're just going to get less ubx so from a from a spark 
I would say, farming perspective. Nothing really has changed, to be honest, from a treasure hunting perspective. It's mainly just the UPX value that has been, um, hmm. you know, one benefit has been, you know, taken away, which is the UPX bonus that you would normally get uh, a lot more than you could do get now after you do, I think it's 25, 30 chests or something like that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's it's, it's always a lot more compl complicated than what we think. I know, um, not to speak for him, but I know DTEX at the moment, he's just had a bunch of stuff approved and he's looking to manufacture more and more. And he was all in on the treasure hunting in um, London, I believe, um, mm. and making heaps of spark. But now that that's kind of been turned off and he's has this, he's yeah. in the unfortunate position where now he's can go full speed for manufacturing, but he doesn't have, you know, probably the spark yeah. balance that he would like to have. Yeah, and I do believe that maybe Upland not giving the opportunity for people to put in or, you know, uh, put in Spark for manufacturers is for that specific reason. Because now if you want to manufacture, you have to fork up the, the Spark. So either put a huge amount of time effort in mm. or fork out the money for buying Spark. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll touch on it in next week's show when we look ahead to 2024. But, yeah, I, I hope they get the treasure hunting situation sorted out um, as early as possible in 2024. And, yeah, and just one of those things that's going to completely revolutionise the whole spark market is being able to do third-party staking on factories directly. So mm -hmm. there's a whole bunch of people out there that are keen to manufacture, they want to manufacture, um, but they just don't have the spark. So. Yeah, that would certainly support the, um, especially I know yourself as somebody who is heavily involved in like the spark rental economy and whatnot. That's once that happens, there's only one direction that the mm -hmm. value of spark is going to go. And then, of course, that's all going to bleed over to help propping up or supporting the sparklet market whenever that drops as well. So, you know, we yeah. need increased utility functionality, however you want to describe it. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that that's going to be a massive, I mean, because that's going to be a continuous spark requirement as well rather than a uh, temporary one for like for example the neighborhoods once they've got that standard collection until the point that they you know will get that battle on for maybe becoming a limited yes. um you know you will you will definitely have the uh the demand go up quite a bit if if you can continue to like you know spark 10 spark just to continue to produce yep for sure all right now speaking of numbers and whatnot um we did see that upland put out some pretty big impressive numbers last couple of days so post here by x1 i believe it is upland's player-owned metaventure shops have hit another massive milestone we're talking a whopping eight hundred fifty thousand usd in revenue and guess what every single dollar is player-owned yada 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 so yeah that's pretty cool um I would assume that figure is UPX equivalent added on to the USD. That wouldn't just be USD sales. Surely not. You wouldn't think. But then again, if it is UPX equivalent patched on, well, it seems strange that it's, I was going to say it seems low, but I think well, we, I, I, I yeah. think we hit the 850 uh, grand in dollars. I, I got two and a half thousand so you can <laughs> subtract it from that it's possible i don't think they try to boost their numbers for this so you think that's purely the usd sales figures yes that's oh. what i think yeah that, i guess that's kind of makes sense because what i was going to say is i'm pretty sure by this stage um samurai aquatics would have had oh, it'd have to be close to 40 million upx put through it so and that, that would be a significant chunk of what that figure is. So, yeah, if that's just pure USD sales, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. And that wasn't the only one. Now, is it going to let me scroll? No, it's not. Why not let me scroll? I think a lot of them is uh, in the FIFA challenge as well. I think with those kind of uh, challenges, I think there was a lot of money. A lot of mm. views. Yes, 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 yes. Because yep. <laughs> I've seen some crazy passes going for like, you know, I think even as high as like a grand or something like that for like the final platinum passes or that kind of stuff. So yeah, a mental. Hmm. All right. So that, that was for MetaVentures. And of course we have just the players as well. Figure 13.5 million in earnings by players. So yeah, all in all, pretty cool. Um, it'll be very interesting to see what those kind of figures are at 
next year, assuming we're all still around to talk about it. But yeah. Anybody else? I did see there was a, a bit of chatter here, there, and everywhere about, yeah, those figures are great, but in comparison to everything else, yada, 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 they're not that great. Yeah, sure. But we do, we, you got to, you got to keep it in perspective that Upland is still, by and large, unknown within the wider Web3 crypto metaverse communities, however you want to say it. Um, yeah, so, you know, part of that change, hopefully, is the whole sparkler thing that's going to come through, more eyeballs, more action, more people. It's just one of those... No one gonna say. In, when, when in Germany, they started some advertising campaign. I've got a, a, a mobile game where you can watch short spots uh, to gain some advantage in this game. And there's uh, normally uh, some adverts um, for games where you can earn thousands of dollars to your PayPal account. Uh, all this shit. <laughs> Uh, ah, but yeah, uh, yeah. suddenly, but suddenly, they are they are appearing uh, Miami videos and uh, some screenshots from the in-game. So they started a small advertising campaign, not, not as big as the Brave one, mm. um, which uh, catched me <laughs> and uh, many other players in the past. Um, but hey, maybe we got some real new accounts. <laughs> yeah, well, I. I don't know if it was on Twitter or somewhere. I saw people were showing um, some advertisements that were out and about that were just some pretty glaring errors in it, like talking about Miami as a tier one and this, that, and the other thing. So, hmm. Tony Sun, did Upland cash the 10 or 5% of that in commissions? That's not bad. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. They would have for sure. That's all part of it. For sure. All right. Now, what else have we got to touch on? Um, oh, yes, there is a current competition underway as well. Now, this is – I how, how do I approach this? So we, we've got here – let's got Upland Winter Wonderland giveaway. Everyone, it's an Upland Wonderland, yada, yada, yada. Uh, do you want one of these block explorers? Follow the steps at the link to be entered to win, glean.io. Now, as soon as I saw glean.io, I was like, well, why the hell are they using that again? Um, Gleam.io was notorious back in the ICO days for selling your data. Like if, if you have a clean email account and you put your email into that thing, well, you're going to get spammed to hell and back. So I don't know. I started to do the process and then I kind of I bailed out of it at the end. Um, I, this was raised, I think myself and Lily raised this in the UCN channel, maybe when was that? September or something the last time this came up. So. I don't know. Maybe Gleam.io's got its act together. Um, I do know that it did have a very bad reputation at one point in time. So I don't know. If you do notice that suddenly you're getting extra spammy emails and whatnot, that's probably the reason. So, but yes, pretty easy way to get yourself some extra snowmeny block explorers, or at least go in for the chance. So that's all I've got on my general. Upland Radar. As I said, I've been out of the loop pretty much this week, so if there's anything glaringly obvious that I'm missing or that anyone else wants to chime in with, have at it. Yeah. All good. And then the minigame competition ended. Ah, yes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> nothing happens. Okay. Uh, the uh, the uh, contestants like me got some email with, hey, you need to fix this or add that to be compliant with our rules, but no announcement, uh, nothing from Upland Direct to all the players uh, which which are waiting for mini games. It mm. just ended and uh, yeah, silence. Yes, well, I, I imagine Upland's got to they've got to be closing up for the end of year holiday period surely at some stage are they going to keep things ticking over i forget how it ran last year kind of this time of the year my brain just turns to mush not that it's much value at other times of the year but yeah well hopefully you get some some news on that because it's it's a big prize one million upex it'd be nice to get that before the end of the year as a bit of a bonus yes, so so uh... ben yes you there miss sorry <laughs> I, I'm not again. I'm I'm on the farm, so I never know if I sound like a robot. Can you hear that me? Sounds good. 
Oh, okay. So I wanted to touch on that. So the mini game. So I, I don't know how many people applied. Uh, I was one of them. I hired a designer to do my mini game. Um, not only has there been little feedback other than you made the deadline, but one thing I do want to say on the positive side is when that 1 million epics comes through and we're supposed to get it half one month and then half the next month, there's going to be a flood of people like me that now have 1 million epics to be buying under mint properties. So I think there's going to be a huge uh, influx of uh, epics into the market and a lot of properties, under mint properties are going to go fast. Nice. Well, yeah, that's 1 million UPEX. I'm giving away 1 million UPEX. Well, actually, 1.2 next week. So, yeah, there's going to be at least a few people out there with um, some UPEX burning holes in their pockets. So, yeah, I, I would say that whole thing where, you know, you've submitted something and you're feeling like they're not very responsive, that's that's classic Upland. I mean, whether you're if you've been, been involved with UGC content creation, that's, that's just par for the course. Uh, they are... Typically, I know they have expanded through this year, but it's it's typically skeleton crew, you know, doing the very best they can with the tools they have at hand. You know, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt there that they'll get the information to you as, as soon as they can, hopefully. Uh, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt, but they've given us deadlines like all issues need to be resolved by December 27th. Yes, yeah. yes, I, I got this this email too. It's uh, not, not no no big uh, bug or um, thing to fix, but I answered uh, nearly thirty minutes after the mail arrived, yeah. and doesn't get any back. I uh, yeah, it's a pin, uh, I I tagged uh, Carlos in the um, UDN channels, and then he said yeah, they will answer next day. This was yesterday. I don't know the exact time zone he's in, but I, I, maybe I get an answer in the next 12 hours. <laughs> yes. And let's see if he's able to use the game. Just don't stay up waiting for that to come through because it's often no, a case no, of do what they say, not do what they do. So jump through the hoops when they're put in front of you and just cover all your bases. That's about all you can really do. And, you know, we've seen this. I think somebody through the week was complaining that they're. They'd submitted map assets a few weeks ago and they haven't heard back. And I've kind of half tongue in cheek said, oh, that's cute. You're, you're complaining that you've had to wait a few weeks and a few months. Yeah, I had to wait years. So take all of that sort of stuff with a grain of salt. All right, what do we get up next? Oh, so we'll move on to what I've got pinged for the main topic for the show. Now, last year I did up this big fancy graphic of all the prizes that we were going to give away. Um, I did have the very best in, of intentions to do all that, but um, as I said, I've been busy with the in-real-life stuff and juggling the kids this week. So I sat down this afternoon and just put a, a kind of a bit of a quick list together. So if you weren't already aware, at the end of the year, uh, previously, you used to typically do two shows. One of them was a big uh, the year in review, like um, through the week I'll go through, I'll have a look at the Upland website and I'll have a look at January and I'll look at all of the stuff that happened in January, February, March, and, you know, next week for the show we'll kind of bang those out pretty quickly. Um, you, you often forget how much has actually been done through the year. I mean, it's because most of us that are, in, you know, involved in this podcast, you know, they're on live or whatever, we're pretty active. So it's like if you've got your own kids, you don't realize how fast they're growing or how much they've changed. Um, it takes a kind of, you need to take a step back and have a look at things from a big picture perspective for a bit of a reality check. So that's kind of the deal for next week. We'll, we will go back and have a look at the year in review. Um, then we'll also have a look at, you know, predictions. What do we expect for 2024? Um, and, you know, there'll be all sorts of, bits in between the highs the lows whatever i will endeavor to um there is a couple if you, if you did want to check it out which i'm gonna to have to do myself um mve put it we put out two shows last year uh that look back on 2022 it was a review and reflection of 2022 um i think that was cheese the goldsmith and myself it's about three hour long one that one so make sure you listen to that at 2x speed and there was also a UDU podcast that was put out um, looking at our 2023 goals. I still do have access to some of that stuff in the old UDU server. Um, 
I will have a listen through and have a dig through. Um, anybody, Laban would have had an entry in for sure in the predictions or whatever for goals. So I will do my very best to try and get something like that set up for next week so we can look at what we were predicting was going to happen. I think we we did things like how many cities are going to be released, do you think, and yada, yada. Might be a bit of fun. So anyhow, so that, that'll be the bulk of the actual show part. Of, but then, of course, we'll get to the part that everyone's going to be waiting for, and that's the prize giveaways. Um, as I said, no fancy graphics this week. I just kind of laid out for a general roadmap for what I've got going on. So as with last year, there will be a whole bunch of kind of categories. And within those categories, there'll be a whole bunch of prizes. For example, spark staking. I'll have at least two prizes of that. Probably be like one spark for 10 days, 10 spark for one week. Uh, properties, I'm going to give away at least two tier one built properties. And I'll also include a Miami property with a completed limited edition masterpiece structure on it. A caveat on that, it might not be totally finished and inaugurated by the giveaway, but it'll be a day or two after. Uh, Block Explorers, I'm going to give three separate prizes care of the Midtown Terrors, Block Explorer, MetaVenture. Same with structure ornaments, three separate prizes, care of mid-10 terra, structure ornaments, meta-venture, NFTs. I'll do several bundles of wax-based NFTs. Um, last year, I just went crazy buying up the Funko Elves. I've got, I think I've got 100 or something of those. So I'll put those together with a few different bundles of stuff. Uh, map assets, of course. There'll be at least half a dozen single prize and bundles of map assets. Uh, currently, those will be both from Samurai Aquatics and also... DTEX workshop and of course the big one the UPX there'll be six separate draws there uh, there'll be 10,000 UPX 15,000 25,000 50,000 100,000 and of course the big one at the end 1 million UPEX for a total of 1.2 million UPEX and all of those are clear after fees so I did go on a bit of a minting spree through the week and I was crunching numbers to make sure I didn't leave myself too short and I'm almost back to the target there so as long as I'm good these next few days, I'll have plenty of UPX there to dish out at the end of the year. So all up, it'll be somewhere between 25 to 30 separate chances at winning a prize. And it'll be worth, you know, it's 1.2 million UPX uh, just straight up. And then with all the other stuff, probably in the order of 2 million UPX, something like that. So, okay, that that's the details for how you can... Well, that's the details for what you can win. How can you win it? Well, um, I'm going to do it different this year than I did last year. Last year, it was all you had to be in the Zoom live to be a part of it. Uh, this year is completely different uh, because, yeah, I have changed the, the timing of the show. It is now to suit my time zone, which doesn't really suit a lot of people out there in the community, especially some of our most active NBA UDU members and whatnot. So to get involved with this, to have an entry in this, all you had to do was take part in at least one of the weekly challenges through the week. If you don't know what that is, if you haven't heard of that, um, well, tonight is your very last chance to do that because I'll be grabbing all of the names of the last 19 weeks of this show. I'll be getting all the weekly challenge participants. All of those names will be getting put on the big giant wheel uh, say LeBan, for example, if out of those 19, maybe he's been involved in 17 of them. Well, he's going to have 17. Uh, his name will be on that wheel 17 times shuffled through. Uh, Zoe might have been on there four or five times. She'll have four entries, etc. Um, same as last year, though, I'm not going to remove names after you've had a if, – if you have a win, I'm not going to remove your name. So there is a chance there that you could win multiple prizes. So if you've put in – if you've been actively engaged as with the weekly contest, you get you get more entries in. And then, of course, you've got more chance to win a prize. I think that happened last year. Somebody walked away with three or four of some of the big prizes. And the big one, of course, is unlike last year where you had to be in live to claim the 1 million UPX – uh, as with all of those prizes, yeah, you don't need to be on the Zoom live. I will do some other kind of live participant um, prizes as well that will only be available for our live participants. But other than that, anybody who's had any involvement with their weekly contests, you'll be on the wheel and rolling with the chance. So, yes, I'll see how I go. I, I do plan on putting some kind of graphic out there that I can spruik out in about a bit, but we'll wait and see. 
And yes, due to next week, it's likely to be a longer show than normal. Um, I'll probably look to kick things off about an hour earlier, which would be 6.30 p.m. AEST, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Not 100% sure on that, though, because I've got to check what I'll be doing at work and this, that, and the other thing. So if it's going to be too tight for me to get ready for that, then I'll, I'll just have to stay up later. Um, I will make a decision on that and put an announcement out about it at least 24 hours in advance, of course, in the MBA server. So, yes. Um, so, it, like I said, if you haven't got at least one entry in, uh, yet, oh, there'll be details coming up on how you can do that for this episode number 19 show. So, yes, moving on to quips. So, quips stands for questions, insights, provocations, and statements. This is one of those ways that if you're just a listener or a watcher to the podcast on the back end, you can't get involved live. Well, this is a very easy way for you to to not even going in the running for a prize. If you have a, if you submit a good one, then you just win a prize. So if at any stage you have some kind of upland related quips that we could dive into on this show, then let me know via a Google form link in the description. Um, you can DM them to me, but I tend to lose those. So you're better off clicking the Google form and following that through and you'll be in the running to win yourself some kind of prize. Um, how many prizes have you won from that this, this year so far, LeBan? Plenty, I would imagine. Hang on. Speaking of LeBant, what are you DMing me? Oh, look at that. Thank you, LeBant. You sent me the list. Nice. Many in all caps. Yes, absolutely. So this week we've got a few. Um, the first one is from Woynasa. Uh, Woynasa states there have been a number of neighbourhood collections created so far. Yes. We must be close to... Upland, in quote, from Upland, a separate competition for nodes that already have a collection. As we mentioned earlier, the second competition will launch after a few nodes spawn collections. So, yes, the whole neighbourhood rating thing was a, supposed to be a two-tiered approach. Once we had, as it said in the text, a few of the various neighbourhood spawned collections, then those we're going to go into a battle to level up their collections from standard to limited, limited to exclusive, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, I guess that's probably being put on the back burner with everything else that they've got going on, Sparklet and who knows what else. Um, I do know there have been a lot of main hours put into fixing up the UGC economy. We did have that announcement, which I didn't touch on. Um, maybe somebody can remind me of the name, the kind of i read it the ai thing that upland has got going on to help get their map assets and whatnot out there faster so you know a lot of time energy being put into that stuff um neighborhood collections battles well as i've said several times i know there's a plenty of other neighborhoods in the same part midtown terrace has no chance whatsoever of ever being able to advance because there's no room to build any more buildings so that's kind of why I've taken a giant step back as the no bandage from Midtown Terrace and just whatever's going to happen there is going to happen. Um, it's not something we're going to actively push for. Uh, very different for other neighbourhoods like St. James that achieve their neighbourhood collection status with a very low build percentage. Um, they're in a very good position moving forward. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of people out there that are waiting for those, but they've just seen a very long list of stuff that we're waiting to find out. So what about if they change the requirements to level up to the next category, like uh, limited, um, nothing to build, but something complete new? Yeah. Because like uh, the, the smaller neighborhoods, uh, I, I see this, this Hansen Dam in Los Angeles, which is in the top 20 with seven properties. Yes. <laughs> so it, yeah. uh, it's nearly uh, impossible for them to... Uh, to get enough power to do some uh, spark building. Maybe you need some uh, fabrications, factories to build something, showroom sales or something like that, um, or something completely new. The most planted trees with a stem or something like that, maybe. Yeah. yeah, definitely it something. Must not only be the spark hours. No? There are some new mechanics coming in. Maybe something from this for the next level. 
yeah, something needs to change. The the mechanics of the neighborhood collections, I don't think it's ever made sense from the very first day, at least. And part of the reason is because for whatever reason, they just refuse to put out the algorithms of how it's all properly calculated. So, um, yeah. Well, I think they want to keep the opportunity to change it. And I think they will continue to change it in 2024. I mean, from my perspective, I think whichever neighborhood is like the most active and is actually adding value to Upland, I think that's the neighborhood that should be progressing, right? So for me, like having Meta Ventures and actually doing sales in the Meta Ventures, the sales in the Meta Ventures, I think is more important than just building a Meta Venture because everyone can do it. Yep. I mean, I, for example, in Kansas, Harlem, I mean, it's a super small neighborhood as well. I have a Meta Venture, but I don't do that much with it. But then again, like I don't get a lot of points for it, which I think is fair because if I'm not actively doing something for the community, yep. why should I gain you know, a higher status than anyone that is super active, even if they're smaller, a big community. Yeah, yes, there I are. Think so. yeah, like like Howard Beach or something like that with raised ways and uh, giveaways and maybe contribution to the community pool, maybe such measurements for the next ones. I think yeah. uh, we will see and Rodrigo will try to crack it up for us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, could be, it could be nice if they, for example, give points for if there is a neighborhood that has like an active YouTube a channel or like is super active on Twitter to actually give visibility outside of Upland as well. Yeah, that's to Upland. We need to get Cern S4 We're on the job. Almost for doing that as well. Yes, absolutely. And Tony Sarn has said in chat at the moment, the size of the neighborhood is the most important factor for what I could say. Yeah, both positive and negative aspects to that. Yeah, I do know you've dived into that quite a fair bit. Um, yeah, as I said, with the way things are at present, it's really not worth the time energy to put any focus in for Minton Terrace. We'll just wait and see what happens. Play the longer game. That's been our kind of deal from day one. We'll just stick with that and see where we end up. So that was from Moinasa. Thank you very much for that. Uh, next up, we've got a couple from an anonymous quip submitter. Don't forget that if you do submit one, make sure you include your in-game name. Otherwise, I can't really give you a prize. So this was from Anonymous. First up, they ask, what is something unexpected that you have gained from playing Upland and or doing the podcast that has brought real value, not financially, to your life? Um, I guess it's kind of aimed squarely at me for that one. What is something unexpected that you have gained from playing Upland? Mm, I don't know. It's... The thing with Upland is it's for me, it's all about the mobile gaming aspect. I've been doing that since I very first got an iPhone in my hand, building mobile gaming communities since 2011, something like that. So the value for me is the kind of entertainment hobby kind of value. That would be for me. The podcast, I meet a lot of great people, especially when I do the one-on-one -on -one interviews. That's always fun. Um, get to know people at least. A little bit more on a deeper level so that's kind of that and also oh and does anybody else want to chime in there what's something that you've gained from playing upland real value not financial in real life value uh, talking english <laughs> talking english, <laughs> because, yeah, yeah not, not, not the best but it gets better every week yep um, networking, yeah, absolutely. Mesme, never thought I would go to Bogota, Colombia. And that was to meet your, um, oh, I'm going to blank on his name, the co-node manager, wasn't it? Yeah, my, my co-node manager, Nomadon, who's Nomadon. in yeah. Colombia. And because of my age in the United States, we were always told, you don't go to Colombia, like you, you, Americans are not allowed to go to Colombia. Mm. And that only changed 10 years ago. And still, though, the attitude is, as an American, you don't go to Colombia. So I went to Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You don't come across as somebody that's, um, you know, takes no for an answer in those sort of situations. You forge your own path. So that's cool. Grizzly communication skills and ambition. Yeah. Nice. So that was the first part. Second part of that from Anonymous. And finally, if Upland were to end today, it's Upland Armageddon. Where do you think you would pivot to or would you pivot at all? Um, 
we were speaking about crypto stuff before we got kicked off. I'd probably dive into that a bit more. I that's kind of how I found Upland was I was not heavily involved, but I was definitely way more involved in the crypto side of things than I am now. And then I kind of completely went, you know, headed off towards Upland land. So I'd probably go back to that, maybe back to my game development, hobby game development days. Not sure. With the extra time on your hands, what new hobby or venture do you think you would dive into next? Um, hobbies. I don't think I'd dive into any new hobby. I'd probably get some more exercise done. Although I have, I have greatly reduced my upland time in the last six months and greatly increased my exercise time. So probably just dive into that a bit more. Anybody else? Upland Armageddon. Light switches are turned off. What are you going to do instead? Grizzly, probably take what I have left and put it back into Tron. Yes, another Tron fan. Nice. Start playing Minecraft again then, shit. <laughs> yeah. Start playing Minecraft again. Back into the old dust off the old games. I've actually already, well, trying trialing already a new one. It's uh, Main City. So it's another play-to-earn one, uh, which is on uh, crypto.com. So mm -hmm. it's the, the platform that I'm heavily involved in anyway. So I figured, well, why not try? And it's been actually quite interesting. I mean, it's nice to see uh, how another game, I think, communicates as well. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I think it's quite funny because I think Upland, I think in, in reality, I think it's great what they're doing, but they are quite a small team. I think how I see like how crypto.com operates and how quickly they solve stuff is definitely like a different ball game. It's uh, mm -hmm. it's a it's a bit more professional. It's a bit more, I don't know, it's a bit more smooth and it's a bit more easier uh, to accept. And they're a lot more clear in the communication and also, I do, you know, it's interesting to see kind of like how other games are doing it. Yep. If it's all same, but I think it's definitely like, you know, they have more manpower and it, and you can feel it as well. Yeah. All right. Anybody else want to chime in? I'll play them again. What are you going to do next? Yeah. I have to wait and see. So that's the two or the three quips we've got for this week. So cheers for that. Wanyasa and Unknown, you've both won yourselves nothing. Well, kind of, because Wainasa nominated to donate his prize, so I'll run two spins for the weekly challenge. One of those will be the general one that I give away, and one will be care of Wainasa. And, yeah, don't forget that um, if you do submit one, link in the description, I can't send you a prize if, uh, if you don't include your in-game name. If you do forget your in-game name, there's been plenty of people in chat have done this. Just quickly follow up. You can do another submission and just say, hey, that was me, by the way and put your in-game name in because it is, yeah, it is very easy to forget. All right, going to do a bit of a mini Metaverse spotlight on old mate Detect, see what he's got going on at the moment. If you haven't seen, he has had his um, very cool-looking Phantom Cart be approved for manufacturing, and he's currently making those in one of his factories, and he's putting the call out there. I, there's several people in chat that, have their name down on the list for how to secure one of those. <laughs> he put your name too, even if you don't ask. He said number 68, 68. is for Ben. <laughs> yes, he does know, know me pretty well. Um, absolutely. So before we get to that, there, there will be a link to DTEC's, um, DTEC's workshop Discord in the description for this as well, Spotify and YouTube. So make sure you get on over there and check it out because he does a whole bunch of little competitions. His daughter does some awesome drawings and he does like, um, guessing competitions and that related to that, give them my NFTs, uh, map assets and whatnot. So, yeah, get on over and check it out. So, yes, well, maybe I'll, I'll just do the cart first, eh, because we already have been talking about that. So if you haven't seen, he does have, he put together just like an epic bloody promotional video for this. Um, it's on YouTube. I'll have a link to his YouTube in the description as well. Check it out because it's, I watched that like 10 times in a row. It was freaking epic. So this is his first cart that he's manufacturing now. Uh, if you're listening on the Spotify, it's a kind of a black cart with green smoky flames all the way through it. Uh, everybody knows DTEC is a just a master 3D builder. His work is exceptional in detail and styling. Um, unfortunately, I believe there was some kind of issue with which there often is, like 
you can put all your very best efforts in on one end, but once it goes through the upland filter and finally comes through to be an in-game asset, sometimes there's a few issues there. I believe there was something related to that to do with the card, but DTEC is a perfectionist, so I doubt it's I doubt it's that bad. But this thing just looks cool. I'd like to get in, drive this thing, and it doesn't look that too dissimilar from my old actual race car. So. Yes, and this is not the only cart he's going to be manufacturing. Um, I have seen some prototypes of some stuff that he is working on or would like to work on. Uh, very cool stuff going to be coming out of DTEC's workshop. Um, so that's the cart side of things. He's also been going gangbusters on map assets. Um, here we have some arrows. He's got left and right arrows. Now, I was looking through this before, and I did see two he's got. He's got um, overhead pointing arrows. So these, these are going to be like you can put these on your properties around the place to point people in the direction of your metaventure or whatever you want to do, something like that. So very, very cool. And I actually went through, I was in LA last night and I picked up a bunch of these. Um, some of them I'm going to give away in next week's show, these arrows. Um, seems exceptionally well-priced considering how massive they are. And again, you can't really see it on this, this image, but the back of them is just so incredibly detailed, the little electrical boxes, the connections to the arrows, um, 7,000 and something new picks they were. So yeah, extremely, extremely well-priced um, and they just look really good. Um, I did just pile them all up in a big pile. I haven't got to fix them up myself. So get on over and check them out. I think he had a, is there a, I think he had his address there. Yeah. So where is he? 11240 Peoria Street, P-E-O-R-I-A Street, Los Angeles. But yeah, at the very least, get yourself on over to his um, Discord and check out everything that got that DTEC's got going on because he doesn't just do stuff for himself and Summer Aquatics and more cheese. He's doing bits and pieces here, there, and everywhere, although I do know he's trying to trying to dial that back a little bit because he also has um, structure ornaments he's supposed to be manufacturing and he hasn't even gotten to those yet. So shout out to old mate Detec. Right, moving on as we race through to wrap it up for the week. Midtown Terrace news. Yeah, as I just said, I secured a heap of those directional arrows from Detec's workshop. That's going to be all added to the Midtown Terrace 100 speedway. But before I do that, I still got to move out just hundreds of Samurai Aquatic map assets before I can set those up properly. Um, I will look to do that bit by bit as I kind of stagger around. So hopefully if you've been driving on the Midtown Terrace Speedway, that will help immensely, especially with the lane switching and whatnot. MVE news. Now, this was, this was a tricky one. So you may have seen the quite controversial episode I put out last week for the Metaverse and Beyond podcast. Um, I was and am acutely aware that that entire situation is a very complex and controversial topic. And I want to give thanks first and foremost to DJ for being willing to have a chat about it. Um, as I explained, him and I have a very complex history. And of course, wanted to say a shout out and a thank you to the many people who reached out both publicly and privately through the week to offer varying levels of appreciation. And thanks for, you know, putting out content like that and for the, the I think there was there was lots of different parts of that conversation that people kind of um, that it spoke to them almost pun intended you know some of the people enjoyed the historical perspective a lot of people don't know about the the way earlier history that DJ and I had as part of the UDU and all of that and um, you know D, I gave DJ full reign to whatever you want to talk about talk about it and that's what he just did. So, yeah, it's it was a difficult, difficult kind of thing to approach. But yeah, thanks again for DJ to being willing to have a chat. Make of it what you will. There's, I think there's a pretty standard disclaimer at the front: not financial advice, personal opinions, yada yada yada. So that was that one. Summer Aquatics news. Ah, I mentioned this last week. The Garden Bridge Red was going to be up and manufacturing. I've got a few of those now available in small numbers across several of the showrooms. Got together with DTEC through the week and priced those. Um, 
uh, Prysto's kind of looking at, it's almost an 11th piece because of the color and the, what it looks like. It's almost 11th piece to our 10th piece set. So we price that in, in relation to those. So currently those are 22,000 UPX or $18.50 after fees. I'll just give you a quick, quick bow peep. Have a look at what they look like. Again, pretty quality work by Old Mate D-Tech. They're very detailed in the wood graining and the rails and whatnot. So those are available in select showrooms now as well. Um, what else have we got? Oh, and for summer aquatics, yeah, I was, I'm saying I've still got to move stuff out of Midtown Terrace. Well, 20 of the 34 summer aquatic showrooms have now been approved and are slowly being stocked and open up. It's been a hell of a grind, uh, but I'm still slowly making progress getting that footprint footprint built, approved, stocked, and opened in every city in Upland. So, yes, um, very soon, if you want to buy some summer aquatics or if you win a prize, it's not going to be a case of do you want a legit burner or whatever. Like, it's just going to be what city are you in now and you're going to be able to accommodate that, which is going to be a huge help. So keep your eyes peeled in your favourite city. Probably already there now. So that's that. Moving on to giveaways for this week, the MVA server competition wheel, of course. Last week's challenge was in the contest channel in the MVA server. Let us know what you... What do you think something totem, protem, STEM related that's going to come out of the blue in the upcoming announcement and blow everyone's mind? Or on the flip side, if you couldn't think of something positive, perhaps what's something related to that that was going to get us face palming, sucking our teeth, shaking our heads, etc. Plenty of good entries in there. Some very interesting thoughts. Bit of a mixed bag, positives, negatives. And your name is going to roll on the list of entrants for a chance to win a Samurai Aquatics Christmas Spiral color of your choice. But I'm also putting it out there. If you want to grab one of those um, garden bridges, that's up to you as well. So if you win this one, you can choose garden bridge or summer aquatics Christmas spiral of your choice. Let's run that now and see who's going to win. Don't need, here it is. Don't need that one. I can close that one. All right. So we got Angry SEO, Caesar. I always say Dr. Red Beats, but it's D Red Beats, Jab Namedia, Brabant, Wernasak, Sastra, Sernes, Elslak, Sabot, Pilant, Parrot, Laban, Sabaza, and Pillerman. Good luck, everybody that got involved in that. And of course, all of those names will go on as extra <laughs> poetic justice right there. All of those names will go on as extra entries in for the prizes next week. And the winner is Wernasa, which is, look at, <laughs> he donated his prize for the quips. And he won one there. So now I had to roll this twice, didn't I? Which this next roll is going to be, funnily enough, it's been donated by Moynasa. So let's see who's going to win. Ooh, Parrot might have it. Pilant Parrot did tick over. Pilant Parrot. So I'll be in touch with you to see what you want. Thank you and care of so that was last week's challenge now as i mentioned this week's challenge this will be your very last opportunity to get an entry in for next week's show and all the prizes so what do you have to do um in the contest channel in the nba server as always let us know what the best and worst upper relate upland related things were for you personally in 2023. Pretty open to interpretation, that one. Scope, you can be positive, negative, it's up to you. So yes, let us know what were your best and worst upland-related upland related things for you personally in 2023. Um, aside from getting your name on the list for the big prizes, we'll do a weekly challenge wheel as we always do, and your name will roll on the list for a chance to win something. Map asset, Upex, who knows? So, yes, don't forget that that weekly challenge is your very last opportunity to get an entry in for the massive bag of prizes that will be won in next week's final Upland Down Under podcast show of the year. And that brings us to almost the end. I'm just going to go back to screen share on that and we'll do the giveaway for our live participants. Thank you for LeBan who patched some of those through. Let me just go over to his DM. Oh. He didn't 
be cheeky and put your name in there five times, did you? Like some people have tried to do in the past. No. And now I need to f and there. Yes, Effen, Brabant. I'll write some down. Laban, Tony Sons there. Grizzly, Bulaman, Sparrow, Zoe, Mesmi, Swali, and Broski. Yes, perfect. I think that's everybody. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Perfect. Thank you so much for that, Levan. All right. So this is going to be, I'll do the same as we did just before. Hey, this is going to be to win a garden bridge or a Christmas spiral of your choice. And I'll get that to you as soon as possible if you're going to get a Christmas spiral to put the decorations up. Oh, Swally might have just missed it. It's a Zoe. Congratulations, Zoe. I'll get in your DMs probably this evening to get that to you. Thank you very much. No worries, Brabant. Thank you. <laughs> no, not this time. Yes. All right. And that brings us pretty much to the end. A uh, reminder that if you're in a time zone that fits in with the Wednesday night recording schedule of starting at 7.30 p.m. AST and you'd like to get involved, the link to the weekly Zoom will always be dropped in the NBA server about 15 minutes before the show starts. Like I said, next week's show, very likely to start an hour earlier. Um, I'll make that decision as soon as possible and post that announcement in the NBA. And don't forget that if you have an Upland NFT or Metaverse product service or event to promote, or you're just somebody engaged in Web3 who'd like to have a chat, opportunities are available for engagement in this podcast and the Metaverse Beyond podcast. As clearly demonstrated with last week's interview, I'm pretty much open to talking to just about anyone. So send me a DM on Discord or drop a comment in the YouTube to discuss and secure your spots. And that is all I've got for this week. Good luck with everything that you've got going on. Um, if you're traveling or going away for Chrissy, safe travels, all that good stuff. I know that some people in certain parts of the world are freezing their asses off. We're over here. We're sweating our asses off. And yeah, all the best with everything. And latest. <laughs>